Welcome once again to the Contender of the Fate broadcast. I am your host, Robert Jones. I thank the Lord for you on today. Amen. I believe the day is going to be a blessing for you. I believe the Lord is going to do something great for you on today, on this September the 9th, 2017. Amen. I thank the Lord for you on today. Lord, we thank you on today, on this Saturday, Lord, that you have made, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to bless each and every person that's listening, Lord. Give them, give us the desires of our hearts, Lord Jesus. We come against everything that will try to come against us, Lord Jesus. Let the word of God, let your word, Lord Jesus, be the judge in our lives, Lord Jesus. We come against time bombs in the body, sickness and disease. We come against debt. We come against suicide. We come against accidental death. We come against anything that will try to take us out of your hand, Lord Jesus, that will try to snatch us away from you, Lord. Oh, Lord, move by your spirit, move by your might, Lord. Protect the people, Lord, that's in the storm's way, Lord Jesus. Give them hope. Oh, have them to continue to trust in you, Lord, while they're being prayerful, Lord, and being careful, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for every person on this on this uh, broadcast on today, Lord. Bless each and every one of them. Right now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We truly, truly believe, my brother, my sister, that the Lord is able to do the impossible and the unthinkable in your life. Amen. Don't give up hope don't stop believing don't stop believing that the Lord will bring you out no matter what happens know that the Lord is faithful know that the Lord is responsible for good things I, I, I'm, I'm so careful on watching what I give over to God because see we have a um conspiracy in the land where the Bible talks about who all God is and what he's able to do and how great of a God he is and the Bible talk about the enemy the devil and what all he does and how wicked he is and what all evil he does and for some reason God get the charge for things that are bad and the devil get to just walk away and just continue doing what he been doing amen so that is not the perfect will of God for your life. The Lord wants you to be um, all that He called you to be. Amen. You don't have to give up. You don't have to throw in the towel. Who told you to? Who 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 told you that the Lord was going to leave you? Who told you the Lord was, had, had forsaken you? Who told you that that what you're going through is even from Him? We have to get this thing right, people of God. We have to get this right, man, woman of God. Amen. We have to understand that God is in the blessing business. Now, I do understand that there's some things that go on that um you know that he is responsible for but even when he's responsible for you better I ain't gonna say better but you wanna um maybe get information on if it's really him amen you wanna get information on is is this thing going on in my life is it is it you God uh, what's going on and the Lord I believe will give you insight and wisdom in that area for, the, for those that desire to call in and listen to us live on Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can at 720-820-1583. Amen. We thank the Lord for you on today. And for those that are new, we are the Contender of the Faith Broadcast. We oppose unbiblical sayings and societal norms. We oppose these things because these are the very things, the, the, the misnomers, the, the um, wise fables, the, the things that's not uh, God- uh, God-based, a God 
things that uh, God have not said, but they sound good. Things that God have not said, but they sound good. They can possibly, uh, 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 you know, could pro possibly be uh, something uh, that he could have said, but he didn't. So we have to ensure and make sure, if that makes sense, ensure and make sure that when we blame something and we say God is doing it, we need to make sure. We need to make certain sure, if that makes sense. Amen. I thank the Lord for you. I'm excited. I'm excited for our uh, lesson on today we are dealing with we are working on uh, survival guide to the church we in part four amen this week we will deal with the um, approval seeking approval seeking task amen this goes on in the church this goes on I the Lord dropped this in my spirit the Lord put this in my heart to deal with things that will run his people away. I deal with things that you know. Many times, and this and this is the truth. Things go on. They uh, go on in the body of Christ. Go on in the church. Go on in the setting, in the religious setting, and people get caught up in things. And when they get caught up in things, then they many times leave God. And sometimes they may be still connected, or seem like they're connected, but their heart is far from God. Because at the end of the day people of God it's about you serving the Lord Jesus Christ amen amen so we're gonna deal with approval seeking tasks so we all need to be noticed or appreciated for achieving something that we do and you know what nothing's wrong with that nothing's wrong with being noticed or appreciated if it's if if is if it is within reason if it is within reason nothing's wrong with that but when it goes beyond the norm or makes you uncomfortable or removes God from the picture then it's time to reevaluate your motives it's time to reevaluate it's time to look at this situation again the thing that you're seeking to be approved of it's time to look at it to reevaluate it Approval-seeking behavior is not anything new in the body of Christ. The scripture speaks about not forsaking the assembling of ourselves in Hebrews 10 and 25. Which simply means don't turn into a loner in your walk. Seek to be around other disciples. Because it draws power and because believers mainly gather in the buildings that we call church. This is where some of the issues come in. And this is how this scripture is misquoted. Because in our modern times, our churches are uh, considered uh, buildings with um, religious symbols, crosses, and, and what have you. But back in the Bible days, uh, they would gather, they, they, uh, gather together in homes and wherever they were able to meet. Now, they were the synagogues, but that was something different. Um, that was something the, the Romans did. And they gathered together in those things, uh, uh, edifice, what you call edifices and things like that but people there were uh, um, people in the synagogue Jesus went into to some of them so because we gather in what we call the, the church the building this is where this situation could be religious to many individuals pay attention please because it's going to help you the approval seeking part Okay, we're talking about being approved, seeking to be approved by someone. 
the approval seeking part develops when the believer or seeker the reason I say seeker because some people may be seeking to come closer to God they may not be close as they uh, want to be or should be so the believer or seeker ensures that the leader pastor or whoever has authority in that church sees them that this this is this this is not fairy tale this happens so you want to make sure the leaders see you attending church and of course this may sound silly and even innocent but a continuation of this behavior produces the approval of man syndrome if you will this creates the approval of man issue the gathering together of the believer the scripture that we read really honestly if you do a study on it the gathering together believer in Hebrews 10 and 25 was a reminder pretty much that's all it was it was a reminder not to be afraid to gather and come together despite of Christianity at the time being considered a non-approved religion the Romans did not approve Christianity so this was an encouragement to the people of God hey don't forsake the assembly yourself don't be afraid don't don't stop coming together because hey they you protect it you 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 can come together don't let what they doing run you away that's really all what it was but now of course in our times we live in and it becomes something else so this particular scripture can be a manipulative tool in the wrong hands much of the encouragement and empowerment of Hebrews 10 and 25 have become a ruler to measure attendance which is important it's important and it's, and it's, and it's really important in many churches uh, because of this, the, the uh, necessity of funding to operate the building I mean I need you to come to church I need you to be there because by you being there then you know I, you, I can get your offerings your tithes and I can get the money to be able to, um, to pay the bills which is nothing is wrong with that that's not the problem but when it becomes something that you're doing to be seen then you kind of get all bent out of shape all out of whack because now you're starting to follow or you're starting to do things because of man we're going to go more into this. Of course, this may not be something that you may understand. Or some people may understand. You see, when, you, when you're in religion, what I'm talking about, it's not going to really affect you. It's not going to really bother you. Because religion won't let you see past what you're doing or what you're in. Amen? Galatians 1 and 10. Galatians 1 and 10 speaks volumes to the undermining that was going on even in his time. You see... Galatians 1 and 10. Let's go get that. Galatians 1 and 10. We're just taking our time. But we're not taking too much of it. Galatians 1 and 10. This is important because we're trying to deal with how do some people get caught up in pleasing man. How do we get so far away from uh, where God has placed us and where God has put us. Galatians 1 and 10 says... For do I now persuade man or God? Or do I seek to please man? For I yet please man. For if I yet please man, I should not be a servant of Christ. The issue was here was Paul had visited the Gentile believers and preached Christ to them. And they were converted. When he found out after leaving. After he went to minister to them and he went on and 
did other um, um, traveling to different regions he found out that certain Jewish teachers were telling the new converts that they must be circumcised first and become pretty much a Jewish proselyte or pretty much that's just a convert to Judaism so he wrote this letter to these Judaizers which were you know um, Jewish Christians and he told them that so what are you doing here what's going on you see Paul Paul is saying pretty much that I've took the time to minister to these people and you're going back over my you know you're going back behind me and telling these people something else of course they were eager they probably was eager to to um to learn they probably was eager to learn uh, uh, uh what he was um what, what what these other people were telling them because of course um you have to rem remember that um they they they, they were gentiles so they were ripe for the picking anything that was said to them what they need to do of course they may have done it or wanted to do it because they wanted to be they wanted to be right they wanted to be accepted amen so not to mention the Judaizers which were Jewish Christians they discredited Paul as not being a true apostle and say he wasn't taught by Jesus so this is how Paul this is why Paul addressed them and said for do I not persuade you see Paul Paul pretty much let them know hey I, I, I'm not here to persuade you I'm not here to please you so we dealing with approval seeking tasks how do we get in this place I mean it's a lot of information I'm trying to compile in a short period of time so I want to take my time and not talk over myself and really get to the meat of what I'm saying so Paul is saying am I here to prove to you who I am am I supposed to please you are you God am I supposed to please you are you God you know this is rich this is rich in revelation and offers a view into what was going on then that honestly has not left Paul was disputing with other believers of either God alone or Christ because they believe some believe that it was just God only and it wasn't Christ and then some believe that you know it was just Christ and then you don't need God so so this was these were religious people they were pretty much believed that they were right and the other person was mistaken the other belief system was mistaken so Paul goes on to say well if you want me to please you then we have a problem I would then now uh, I, uh, I will no longer be qualified to be a servant of Christ once I start to please you that's how we should be nothing's wrong with helping out and doing what you can do but when that man no matter who what his title is that woman whatever no matter what their title is when they become more important than God you have a problem so this scripture alone should clear you from seeking approval for man and, and like I said I understand there are scriptures that instructs us to honor men and give honor I get that but there must be a balance you can't just love God and despise his people either so this is for the other group there's another group so you can't just love God and despise his people either this discussion opens up many issues that are swept under our proverbial church rug 
Some believers will declare, I don't need man. I don't want to listen to God. Wrong answer. That's not right either. Let's read quickly in Proverbs 11 14. I have to deal with this too because there are people that believe that. Well, I ain't got to worry about man. I just go to God. Well, Proverbs 11 14 says, where there is no where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. So there is a need, a great demand to commune with others and get their point of view about matters they have wisdom in. But it be but it but but let me say it, it must be a collective exchange. If you are in the business of running behind folks getting the approval and insight then ensure you have the same people running behind you to get your knowledge and insight in the areas where you have wisdom but guess what that's what I just said and that's how it should be but it's not so listen so because the whole process is tiresome what I just read and it gets to be fleshly. Guess what? Allow God to lead you in this area. Allow Him to lead you in this area. It's wonderful if you can give to people and tell them, you know, and and, and allow them. You, you know what? You know what it is uh, uh, to people of God. And this and this is one of the things I remember, even being in the world. And this was a saying they had. That there was too many uh, uh, chiefs and not enough Indians. There's too many people in the body of Christ that want to be in control and want to have authority. Everybody's a pastor. Everybody's a bishop. Everybody's this. Everybody's that. And then now you got you got some places, some churches got 12, 12, 12 leaders and, and and twelve and twelve members. That's too many. You know that. <clears throat> That just goes on into another whole level. I don't want to really get into that, but I'm just saying. So when you have a place where there's too many, so many leaders, everybody have a revelation. Your revelation just is as important in there as their revelation. But the problem is, because you're not many times, you know, if you don't speak a certain way, if you don't have the education, it's some. If you're not part of the clique, you know, a lot of times there's people ostracize you. So it becomes flesh. What I'm ultimately saying. It becomes flesh. So this is how we get caught up in this approval-seeking place. In Galatians 1 and 11, 1 and 11 and 12 verse, Paul continues. And he says, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel was preached of me is not after men. He says, I can reassure you. See, Paul is, is battling here. This goes on. It's not going. He says, I can reassure you that what I preach is not something I just made up. The 12th verse says, I didn't get what I preach from a man either. Neither was I taught by a man. I received what you heard. From Jesus Christ himself. Now of course. You know. Paul is an apostle. You're dealing with the, the, the rankings and titles in the church. You know. Apostle is sent. The sent one. And all of this. Uh, stuff we talk about. But. Ultimately. He's saying that. I don't. Want to. I have to fall under. What you're trying to put me. Put me into. Because what I got. I got from God. 
Now, once again, we read that you need counsel, you need communication. But if the Lord is speaking to you about something, don't let anybody, don't let anybody take that from you. One of the biggest problems is no. You see, let me just say this. Let me let me just say this. The Bible talk about the gifts. Okay, I mean the the, the, the helps in the church, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the preacher, the evangelist, the pastor, all of those. But you know, but you know what? See, this is what this is where this get kind of shady. Because if you're in a building, if you're in a church, and all of those operations are not active, then we can't say that, um, you know, that, that, this, that, that ministry is really doing what all God uh, is designed for that ministry to do. Because think about it. So, 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 so what happens is, so what happens is if, 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 if your ministry, if, if your ministry that you in have um the pastor you got a pastor and there's an evangelist now what are you gonna do i already know the answer to this because preachers will bring a prophet in will bring somebody in but see that is how you know what we've created is not really the fulfillment what god wanted so we go and we build our churches and we put the people in there and now we are pastor Oh, you just an apostle. Now, of course, the apostle can operate in all different, in, you know, all of these different uh, gifts. I understand that. But when you're dealing with the body of Christ, you need to have these people accessible. Because, see, the evangelist, uh, yeah, the apostle can be a prophet. But if you have a person that's just a prophet, he's literally prophesying, hear the Lord. It's a, it's a, big, it's a big difference with just for, uh, 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 with, 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 uh, with a, uh, uh, an apostle. Because an apostle come... And most of the time, the apostle come to get things in check, get things in line. Like Paul, we read about Paul, get things in order, and he may he may prophesy. Okay, but because there's so much schism in the body, so much, so much, and I'm not trying to put down the body of Christ. When I am saying it's about to me, really, I'm not really concerned about the the title holder's position. I'm kind of like how I feel like Paul, as far as when he's saying he can't really be concerned about what people think. Because see what happens is in the body of Christ, if there's all these title holders, the people that are members, because I once was a member, I once sat in the pews, I know what that looked like. And to this day, there are some people that may believe that maybe I should still be in the pews. There's some people that may believe you should be in the pews. There's some people that in the pews should be teaching or whatever, but that's not what we're concerned about on today. What we're concerned about is making certain that you are not seeking that you're not seeking approval that's outside of God's will this what we're talking about could go all kind of places it could go all it can it can go various spots I can talk about this all day because this um, exists but what I won't do is I won't I don't want to be responsible I don't want to tear down the church but I don't want the church to die which I can't uh, you do that anyway but I don't want the church to die that you may live and I don't want the church to live that you may die it's about everybody collectively working together when I say the church I'm talking about the the religious side of it not this because somebody will say well we all the church we are body no no a lot of times that's not it see there are sometimes you are you are good you are a good person if you are a server you're a servant See, because you get the scripture, the Bible said, David said, I'd rather be the doorkeeper door in the house of the Lord. No, see, that's the thing. You have to ensure that you're doing what God is calling you to do. And if you're seeking approval, 
you are not doing fully what God is calling you to do because you want to get his insight and wisdom. I'm talking about this too long. But you get what I'm saying. I hope and pray you do. Amen. So this verse we read, Galatians verse 1, verses 11 and 12, is very, this is a very important verse because it shows Paul Paul's independence to hear God and stand up for what he knew was God. These were high-ranking people, mind you. These were position holders. These people had authority. Religious authority. Although Paul had the title apostle, he still ran into this, into his fair share of people doubting his genuineness. See? Because once again, he was Saul. Before he became Paul, he was Saul. He persecuted the church. He killed Christians. He's responsible for their debt. So they had some issues with that. On top of that, on top of that, I'm more than sure there was some behind the scenes stuff went on. So notice, the believers and other apostles that knew what he represented was not present in this instance to defend him. Not to say they didn't want to defend him. I'm more than sure if they were there, they would have. And throughout, we read the scriptures and we find out that some of them said that he was different, Barnabas, and, you know, said that this is, I know he's changed. I understand. But at this time, he had to stand on what he knew. Amen? He had to stand on what God had done in his own life. He had to let them know. If you, he had to let them know. But if you read further down, you will hear where he come from. What he's talking about. He's pretty much saying he don't really have time to go into the back and forth with them. Concerning his sincerity. You see that that that's another problem. You go you, the sincerity of the, you know, you got to go through the process of uh, ensuring people have to ensure that if you sincere and and if you really called and if you really hear and if you this and you that, that's not what God is talking about. That's not what the Bible say. You know, but I know scriptures say make full proof of your ministry, make this and that. But a lot of times we say things is cliche. It becomes a cliche and we we kind of bind people up. So if if Paul was seeking to be approved of them he would have not been able to communicate like he did seeking man's approval only will get a believer in trouble with God let me say that again seeking man's approval only will get you in trouble with God doing things to get approval keyword approval Doing things to get approval as it relates to the church is a fleshly deed. Once again, doing something good for the preacher, his family, church members is not the problem. The problem is when you do it for recognition that you get from doing it. Now, of course, somebody will say, well, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You know, I'm doing my part and, and, I, and, and, and you know, I'm talking about the preacher. preacher might say, well, I have nothing really to do with them trying to, you know, seek approval. Because, I mean, I served. And I, and I mean, I mean, I served. The ministry I was in, um, I gave my life to the Lord in 94. I was in that ministry from 94 to 2000 until I moved to another state. But, hey, um, guess what? I served. I served in all capacities that that were ever needed. So it's not about the serving part of me, but the thing about it, this is the thing. The serving is really, honestly, just really, truly helping that ministry move forward in the vision that that man of God was given or that woman of God was given. 
That's really what it's about. And true ministry is that woman or man of God looking back and saying, okay, you served me for five years. You served me for one year. You served me for six months. What can I do to assist you? Are you doing the call that the Lord give you? Many times if you're serving, people believe that's your call. Your call is not, the Lord didn't call you to serve. See, that's the thing. He didn't call you to serve. I'm talking about serve in the sense of, now nah, just going, because, you know, people get, you got to watch, you got to retract, because you say stuff like that, religious people go berserk. I'm saying the Lord didn't call you just to sit back and serve a person that's not interested in where, if if you're doing your call. That's, you know, it's like, it's, it's like if I fix you, if I fix you, if you come to my house, me and my wife, we real hospitable. We will, you know, um, you know, take actually what you want, something to eat, set you down. We will bring you the food. That's what we do. Family members, we love serving people. We love giving food and serving people. That's what we do. But now, if I've served you and I go to your house, I'm looking for you to return the favor. Unfortunately, in the body of Christ, you have where you're serving that person, you're serving that person, you're serving them five, one month, two months, three months, six months, twelve months, two, two, three, five years, and now next thing you know, you never get, you never, that person never look back and say, you know, hmm, are you doing what God calling you to do? No, because many times you serving them is what they believe God is calling you to do, and I'm not doubting that some of it, but it's not all of it. Amen. I'm just, I'm just saying what I believe is, uh, when, in fact, what I experience and what I believe in my spirit. Amen. So you gotta be really careful and prayerful, people of God. Romans eight and eight. Romans eight and eight. It says, "So then they that are that are in the flesh cannot please God." So, 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 so we, so I talked about when you're, when you are um, uh, getting, trying to get approval. For man only, you're in the flesh. You're outside of God's will. So if you're outside of God's will and you're not seeking God about who He wants you to assist, who He wants you to help and help and serve in the ministry, if you're not getting this from God, many times you can. You know, nothing wrong with just getting busy, getting your hands dirty, and getting in there. But eventually you're gonna have to get the Lord's gonna have to. You know, you want the Lord to give you and say, okay, this is what I want you to do. You know, this is because see the Lord never stopped talking. See, we missed this. If you go to a church and you believe the Lord sent you there, well then all of a sudden the communication that the Lord gave you stop. See, something's wrong with that. You go to a church and you go to that church and all of a sudden his his, his communication to you stop. Because if you decide to leave the church and you leave the ch that church, then the then he will have to go talk to the pastor to let him know you're leaving. Well, we, that that's that's not what that's that's religious. That's religious. Show me the Bible where that's at. Show me the Bible where that's at. That that you you know. And, and let me just say this. I'm getting into something else. I don't want to get into. But while I'm here, I need to just go in it. Don't put yourself as a preacher, a man of God, woman of God, untouchable, untouchable, whatever. That the Lord have to go through you for this and that. Because you remember the script. We remember the story of Eli. And Samuel. Samuel was a little boy. His mom had given him to, of course you know the story. He had given him to him as a little boy. The Lord went to tell the little boy the business of the prophet. The business of the preacher. Let him know, hey, I've talked to him. I told him thus and so, so and thus. So the Lord, he's not stuck to having this to go to you as the preacher and let you know what's all the time going on. Because if that's the case, that will happen in your own home. I mean, I'm a man of God. I love the Lord. But all the time, the Lord don't always let me know what's going on in my home. Maybe he let you know what's always going on in your home. Now, I do know a lot. If I walk in my front door, I know something different. Now, I do have insight and wisdom. But all the times, he may not give me 
uh, to know everything that goes on in my home. I have kids and a wife. And sometimes the Lord, if that person is not doing anything sinful, that person is not doing anything uh, that, that's going to jeopardize. And even if they are doing something sinful, he will allow the person to, 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 to gather their relationship with him. If, he, if that person, if you got somebody wrong, you're doing something wrong. And you're the leader over that person. The law will allow that person to communicate with them. It's more importantly that they communicate with God than, than you. So he communicate with God and let the Lord and the law say, "Look, this is, you know, okay, I forgive you." And 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 they have a relationship. The Lord and that individual have a relationship. So me uh, being a man of my home, if there's something that's going on and it's something that the Lord is dealing with, he don't have to give. He don't have to come talk to me about it. If he's the, the 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 man, he's the real man of the home. I'm just the, the the keeper of the home, but he's the real man of the home, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm just ranting on about this stuff, but what I'm saying is this is important. This stuff goes on. So yeah, he told Samuel. He Samuel told the Lord told Samuel about Eli, and go story goes on. And, and look at this. Let's not forget. Let's not forget the story of Ananias and Sapphira in Acts 5. You know the story. But many preachers and church folk will miss what else was going on here. I understand that they lied to the Holy Ghost. And they died. I get that. I understand. I read that. But I'm talking about the principle of why I believe they sold what they had from the start. I believe it was for recognition. I believe Ananias and Sapphira sold what they had to be recognized. They wanted to be recognized as doing something for the church. And recognition from Peter. See, that's what I believe happened. But after all, they were seeing giving. You see, they were seeing giving as some churches, some places pride themselves in telling the people. Some churches say this. Some, some places say this. You don't give to be seen but you ought to be seen giving. See. Some places say that. But you see the preacher. Uh, Peter wasn't amused by the money that was being given. After all it wasn't for him. He was laid at his feet and it was and it was shared out among the people that have a need. So he wasn't caught up in the gift. And that's how many of us get in trouble. Because the person giving the money. And because they're giving the money. We we, we we miss it. We're like okay. Well you know what. They gave the money. They get you know they get a, a pass. A backdoor pass. A, a back run pass. And all this stuff. No Peter was not amused by their money. About what they have given. They gave. But they were seeking to be seen and noticed. Which ultimately I believe caused them their life. Because because they you know they started out wanting to be recognized. And then they lied after you know afterwards and then that's what you know um, I believe caused them their debt there's no silver lining on seeking approval from men man's reward is earth based and earthly so you trying to seek after man to get approval that's earthly he can't the man can't put you in heaven I love my uh, uh, former pastor my current pastor my peaceful people I fellowship I love my brothers and sisters in law but they can't put me in heaven I know you might have thought they could. I might. I know you probably thought that you could. I know you think these these people may. You know, now get me wrong. A person can pray you through, but they can't put you in heaven. I mean, that's a personal uh, um, uh, um, journey you're gonna have to go at on your own. Amen. First Thessalonians two and four. First Thessalonians two and four. I'm almost finished. I'm almost done. 
I, you know, I love teaching the Word of God. I love hearing what God is saying because the times we're living in, there's a lot of um, religious things going on that's not a God. You know, um, I'm not going to say bondage because I don't think it's bondage. I think a lot of times it's done out of safety. I think a lot of the things that go on in the church, you know, people don't want to be held responsible. The preacher don't want to be held responsible. So he kind of. Uh, she kind of like a little bit more tighter. The ring's a little bit tighter. Making sure that, you know, that, that you're doing this and doing that. But after so long, you know, you are, you belong to Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 2 and 4. Not after so long, but in the beginning. And, and in the end, you belong to Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 2 and 4 says, in the NLT, it says, For we speak as messengers approved by God. To be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God. Not people. He alone. He alone. Examines the motives. Of the heart. So. Paul is saying here. He. Has been approved by God. To say. What he's saying. He's a messenger. So note. We are all God's messengers. We are all God's messengers. Keep that in mind. The Lord can speak to you too. The Lord uh, speaks to you. The Lord tells you uh, how to go about your day. What you need to do. If you listen. If you if you pay attention. The Lord just don't start talking to you Sunday morning when you go to church. Or whenever you go to church. He just don't start talking to you then. The Lord talks to you throughout the week. Amen. Many, many, many times we, 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 and, and, and once again, I'm not, I'm not bashing uh, uh, the preacher. I know it may seem like it to some people because you know we religious and religion won't let you uh, think outside of the the, 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 the religious box, if you will. But many times the Lord, because, uh, because, for me, uh, people of God, it's about uh, pleasing God, not, not man. I love man, but not more than God. Um, I love my wife, but not more than God. I love my kids, but not more than God. I love myself, but not more than than I love God. So God is the Jesus Christ is who I, I live to 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 please and, and 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 make sure I'm making Him happy. But many times the Lord will speak to you Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He will the Lord will speak to you through the week, and 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 we not everybody, but some people will you know ignore it. And then you get to church on Sunday and the pastor said the same thing you heard the Lord say and you're breaking the pew down. Well, yeah, you're making him feel good and, you know, because he know he, you, that, you know, what you, what, what he heard from God is, 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 is blessing you. But why you didn't allow what, when God was talking to you during the week, why didn't it uh, become effective for you then? See, we, we do a lot of things that, that mess ourselves up and even mess the preacher up. Especially if he's not aware and he needs to seek approval. Even the preacher seek approval. So this is this is a big picture across the board. It's not just for um, you know for for people in the pews. This is for everybody. We all seek. We, I started out saying we all want to uh, be accepted. So this is not anything um, you know just for certain people. So God, God trusts him. God trusts Paul. God trusts me. He trusts you with the good news. Note, whenever you hear the word of God, it should be good news. Now, it may seem bad if there's sin in your life. And if you're living outside of God's will. But if you repent and continually seek God, 
His word becomes good to you, good to us. It becomes good to me. His word is refreshing. So Paul continues his purpose. See, he continues his purpose. He continues what he said, what he's saying. Can, 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 can you say that on a day? Can you say your purpose? Can, can you say what your purpose is? Paul goes on to say, his purpose is to please God, not people. Let, let, let's say that. Say, my purpose is to please God and not people. Now, no, especially if what you are doing for a person or people is not pleasing God. Let me say it again. My purpose is to please God and not people. But if you, what you, if you, if what you're doing is getting you in trouble with God, then you need to rethink that. Don't, don't. Let me just say this. Don't put the pressure on the preacher to have to figure it out if you are out of order and serving him the way you're serving him or doing all this extra and needing to be seen coming to church needs to be seen giving offer need don't put that on him you be responsible and you do it from the heart from the, the heart that the, out of your heart be genuine many many leaders there's a lot of leaders that are genuine but there are some that's not so the position I want to say if you're not a leader if you're just a member or you're trying to figure this out and trying to survive in this church setting and you're trying to be all right about it do things from your heart don't do it just to be seen i don't care how many times they raise the offering if all you have is what you have and that's all you have unless the law leading on your heart to do more you give what you have not religiously so because religious religious and, and feelings and emotions have you given what you don't have and then you're trying to go and get along you know from somebody amen so because God by himself knows what's in your heart or what knows what's in Paul's heart, my heart, he says, note, now, 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 note, scriptures that talk about the heart and God get used as a pass around many times in the body of Christ. See, they, you know, because people say, well, God knows my heart. But see, Paul is saying, Paul is saying God knows his heart means he sees that God, that Paul or you or me is pleasing God and people let me let me just say this so when you hear people say well God know my heart well yeah don't say that be careful be watchful that when you say God know your heart because if you're pleasing God if God is seeing your works he's seeing what you're doing then yeah you can go back and say well God on my heart because you know you're doing the best you can according to what God have given you up according to what you know what's going on in your life that's that's not the same amen so when you are saying those things be careful when people are saying those things be careful don't try to opt out of it and saying well God on my heart and all that and, and you get you know you get caught up in rebelliousness you know and because God will show somebody else your heart too God will show you my heart you know, my heart is to, 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 to please God. But if I'm lying, God will show you my lie. So I can't even sit here and be a liar. I can't be a liar if you have discernment. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, um, discernment. You have to have your discernment. So when you're doing things for people in the body of Christ and you're looking to be, uh, you know, to, to, to be uh, accepted, 
you know that acceptance has a price. You see, you can't you 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 would rather be accepted by God than any person than any man. Amen. Next week, next week we will be talking about living holy before God. You know, you pray for me, pray for the ministry, pray for what we're doing because many times when I start to minister, so many thoughts come and flush in, and I only have so long, and I don't have. You know, uh, it's different while recording. You have to record and stop and do all that. So it's not the same when you're live because you can kind of, you know, just keep going. But I have to stop and do things if I, uh, you know, have to use the restroom or whatever, you know, whatever. But <laughs> pray for us. Pray for us that we are doing what God is calling us to do. Lord, I ask, let's pray this with me, if you will. Lord. I ask for forgiveness for putting people before you. I sometimes feel alone and left out, so I seek man's approval. From this day forward, God, I promise to do better with your help, to be prayerful, and to seek how you would like me to assist in the body of Christ and to discern and know when to decline tasks that will place a wedge between you and I that can open up doors of mistrust and hurt which I know will and can remove me from fellowshipping with others and not doing anything at all I don't want to do anything at all I don't want to do anything at all that's going to offend you Lord I don't want to do anything to offend you Lord Jesus I believe I have my deliverance right now in Jesus name I pray amen I thank the Lord for you once again you have tuned into the content of the faith broadcast and I'm your host Robert Jones.